Listening to the AmiTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Takeoff, and Sezzle. Our AmiTalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, and Woo! I am your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the top headlines, making waves in the world of omni-channel retailing. Chris Walton, we're missing our margaritas. I How know, did we you let know, this I, happen? I'm kind of I'm kind of getting frustrated by this the 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 sandwiching together of these two holidays that are both great, the Cinco de Mayo and the May May the May the Fourth. Like I feel like I need some more separation between those two, or we need to somehow figure out a way to bring them, you know, together. Because I was I was thinking the same great. thing. Yeah, yesterday I was like, May has a lot of holidays like jam packed right in the first week. You got May Day on May 1st. Right. Then you have May the 4th. Then you have Cinco de Mayo. Then you have the Derby in there. I mean, it's the Derby. Derby yeah, good call. So, like, on the Derby. we're going to, it's, they're just jam packing them all in there. And then there's nothing. Well, Mother's Day and Mother's Day. And, oh yeah, my God. Mother's Day is like this One weekend, week, right? It is. Yeah. My son's almost, birthday is this week, too. Like, it's just oh crazy. God. Like, I can't, I can't take it all. But, like, I, I feel like, margaritas and celebrating the force should go together. Like it just, it seems like the cosmic forces are aligned. Margaritas seem so much more cool than the force. I'm sorry. But like, that's like a nerd holiday. So no, like, but like a strawberry Mayo is like to a, approximate Darth Vader's red lightsaber. I think that's, I think that's a given, man. I think that's, that's a given. That's, you got a, you got a special Reddit community for that discussion. Yeah, right. That no. is not here. This is yeah. not, not applicable. But Ann, those, so, so Ann, those watching on video will also notice that I am not with you again no. because it's like, I'm like the reverse godfather under COVID. Like the more I try to get into the office, the more it just keeps pulling me out. You know, like I just, I can't make it happen. My kids got COVID. I'm waiting for my test to find out if I've got COVID. Like we'll keep you guys updated, but like, I, I just can't take this stuff anymore. Like, I know. I'm, I'm at my breaking point. For I sure. know. I know. It's all right, with, though. We're making it work. Chris. Home with We're both kids up in my attic. Yep. All right. Well, let's get to it. And I think, yeah, you know, we've got some more reviews this weekend. We I, do. We do. Uh, COVID can't hold us down, Chris. We uh, we moved up a slot, right? We did. We we moved up to for the first ever rank seven on Apple Podcasts when you search. Lucky retails. number seven. We got a great review from Div B on Apple Podcast. Don't know who Div B is, but if you want to let us know on social media, we definitely want to find out. And, and here is what Div B had to say. Ooh, all right. You ready for this? Informative, witty, and interesting retail information about Omnichannel strategy. I appreciate their creation of new and interesting topics in a fast-moving news cycle. They're able to contribute information to the stories that tie it all together. Definitely in my podcast rotation with an exclamation point at the end, to okay. which I say, Div B, I heart you. I heart you along with MJA1289, whose review we read a couple of weeks ago. This just melts my heart, you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. We wouldn't be number seven on the Apple retail podcast list without your help and support. Yes. And please continue to leave us reviews. Good, bad, or indifferent. We want to know if you like us, tell us on Apple Podcasts, Heart the Podcast, where you are listening on Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, wherever you're getting this podcast, and subscribe so that we can keep making this possible for all of you. I know it's crazy. Logistics, algorithms all go into this, but we want to make sure that we can continue to provide 
all of this exciting retail news. And we may just read it aloud one day for all the listeners to hear. People, I got more comments about Smokey McBee this week, Chris, than I can even tell you. People yeah. are people are engaged in uh, in Smokey McBee's Mark of the Beast review of Amazon. They, I have to say, so yeah. And we had like two other. Com- we can maybe read those next. Week. We had two other comments on those videos that were very similar, like yeah. a little bit slightly nuanced, but different. But but yeah, man, Smokey McBee brought it last week. Div B today. Something about the B you know, shortening acronym, which is cool. So I'm going to start calling you Ann B today, even though it makes no Ooh. sense. Or- it's like Melanie B. I do kind of feel like a Spice Girl today. Oh, I'm yeah. like channeling my inner 80s Spice Girl uh, when I got dressed. You are, I have to mention, you do look a little 80s for those watching on video today. Yeah. You got the hair pulled back, you know. Chris, probably this better is- than Aunt B too, Ann. I think that would for be For sure little, better than Aunt B. This is Aunt the look. This is like hairstyles for the summer of 2022 is like, just got out of the shower and threw my hair up in a half pony. Oh, that's, really? That's yeah. like, I wish I could do that. And I wish cannot. I could do that. I envy you. I, I nobody envy wants you to mess. see it either. No, no um, nobody wants no. to see me just out of no. the shower at all. That was never true. Um, <laughs> never. But Chris, th- they didn't come here to hear us talk <laughs> about 2022 summer hairstyles or you getting out of the shower. Or me dripping Let's, wet out of the shower. Let's get yeah. to the headlines quick and fast. All right. In today's fast five news, we've got, Headlines on a new store from HEB down in Texas, Verizon going all in on pickup lockers, a cool new pilot from Target that you may or may not be biting your nails about. I bet you're curious to hear what that's about, Ann. And Victoria's Secret selling on Amazon. But first, we take off with a big story out of Publix this week relating to Instacart. And Chris, that's right. You said, as you often do, that this was the biggest headline of the week. Coming out again from Jeff Wells, our friend at Grocery Dive, bringing it again. Publix has kicked off a 15-minute grocery delivery service in Miami's Wynwood neighborhood, utilizing a new nano-fulfillment center that was built in partnership with Instacart. So according to an Instacart spokesperson, the companies will also open two more dark stores in the coming weeks, one in the city's Brickell, how do you say that? Brickell? Brickell, yeah, Brickell neighborhood. Right, yeah. And another in the nearby city of Coral Gables, Florida. The service is said to offer thousands of items that include fresh produce, snacks, pantry staples, and household items. This is the first example of a grocer utilizing Instacart's new carrot warehouses, which is so cute, right? I so mean, the cute. Carrot yeah, warehouses. Warm fuzzies. Yeah, I feel like Bugs Bunny all over. Yeah, one part of the suite of retail services that Instacart unveiled last month at Shop Talk. Chris, keep us going here. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I want to hear them all. But first, you're going to get put on the spot. Oh, right from the get-go, you're putting me on the spot. We're here. going to put okay. you on the yeah, spot uh, with our, with our question from the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. Uh, Instacart's entrance into the 15-minute instant delivery space is exciting, no doubt, and could differentiate them in a crowded market. But, Chris, do you think Instacart can build out a scalable nano market and profitably deliver this service to a meaningful portion of Publix's customer base? You ready? I am, Anne. And I love that question. It's a great one to get my mind going cerebrally here right first thing in the morning. I I got to tell you flat out, I, I just don't know the answer to that question. I think this is I think this is a very important announcement, but I don't get it in a lot of ways. Um, particularly on the public side, like for like the question I would ask would be why test 15 minute delivery with dark stores? Couldn't you understand the demand for it via normal third party picking Mm. first to see how valuable it is to your customer base? 
because it's 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 kind of sexy and hot, but it's still an open question in terms of how important this is for the market. The other part about this that I that I don't love is what are these nano stores? Like how high tech are they? How automated? Who is doing them on behalf of Instacart? Or are they just doing exactly. themselves? Are they just standing them up, up and operating them with human labor? There's yeah, they were no dating ma- a bunch of people, remember? Right, they were, they were like dating, dating a bunch around of all these fulfillment providers. 100, right. 100%. Fabric was rumored to be a part of this. There's no mention in, in the announcement about them. I would think if they were, they would want to be. But there's nary a, nary a sign of them or anyone else. And so, you know, so I think... The other point I would make is that if you want to test the, the waters on 15 minute delivery and dark stores, why also do you need to do it with Instacart if you're Publix? Couldn't you just as easily build that out yourself and do it through your own web portal and get the benefits of micro fulfillment too with that same investment, either on site or co-located somewhere else just for e-commerce in general? So I don't see why you would throw Instacart this life raft when Instacart seems adrift already, despite how sexy the marketing handle of Carrot Warehouse is is so this is a total head scratcher to me i i am shocked that Publix has bought into this concept in the way that they have mm-hmm. which makes me wonder you know what is Publix really doing here how bought into it are they even it, it just doesn't make sense so to answer anm's question bring it full circle i don't know i don't have enough information but i'm highly skeptical the way this is being uh, portrayed from what we can ascertain in the media right now. But what do you think? So I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Chris. Are you? I agree, I agree with you. Um, okay. And I, I'm confused, perplexed, trying to like figure out why they made the decisions. But if I'm trying to seek to understand Publix here, I think that they're under attack on the grocery delivery front. Okay. They own, especially the Florida market where this is being tested, yeah. they are the go-to. They have been for a long time. Right. Now, I Kroger's think that they're coming in, you know, with all their exactly, exactly. Yeah. Kroger's coming in. They're using Instacart, I would guess, for the same reasons that a lot of grocers did during the pandemic. They need to set it up quickly to compete, and this will be the they'll give Publix the ability to offer fifteen minute instant delivery first in that market. I mean, they're going to be the first grocer to be able to do that, and if Instacart's the one that's going to be able to power that from them they could learn from that experiment. I also don't think, I mean, you would know better than I, like actually operating stores, but like, I don't think that you can run 15 minute delivery. You can't hit those timestamps when you are pulling directly from a store. Like it's just too difficult to do. Otherwise, you know, all these other stores would be offering 15 minute curbside pickup or something like that. I mean, it's just, it's the stores are not set up for this. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah, I hear you there. I, I think the second thing that I'm curious about that they're really gunning for in this announcement is that they're they're doing bulk items here too, which adds to the picking and packing time. When you think about those harder to maneuver things, like you know, two, they're talking two pound bags of limes, five pound bags of potatoes, like multi pack, you know, chip bags and things like that. Like these are bigger things, and I think also limit when you think about how they're getting things last mile to the customers. This is not like bike delivery drivers like we're seeing in urban areas. This has got to, no matter what, if you're going to offer these bulk items, you're going to need, you know, cars driving. Like there's just so much more complexity that I think that they're trying to go after with this that doesn't make sense to me. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think the last word I have on this is like I, the whole bulk thing. I think they're doing that for the basket size and just picking one item to get it through the throughput that they want on this. I don't I don't read too much into that. Even with point, nano warehouses, you don't think like nano warehouses don't are, they're not big, you know, like this seems. Yeah, I know. But they're just trying to put my hunches are trying to put bulk items into these small warehouses so they can get the basket size increase and, and you know, scale the economics in a different way. But I think your, your point's about 15-minute delivery, I hear. Like, you're right. It might be difficult. But, but you know, Kroger's doing it with Instacart without nano warehouses, in theory, from what they said. But they've done 30 minutes. So, like, again, why do you have to go 15 minutes? Why do you have to go 30 minutes? And you're not utilizing Instacart's existing infrastructure of third-party pickers for this. So why couldn't mm-hmm. you just stand up your own warehouses yourself? Like, I don't – and use human labor, which isn't that expensive relative to automation. So – I just, I just don't get it. I don't know where this is going. And if, if Instacart isn't bringing anything special to the party, like through technology or through some partnership, I don't really understand what the secret sauce is that they're doing here either. So more will come. I think we'll find out, but you know, I, I can't read anything out of this right now. And all right, let's keep moving. Let's stay in the grocery space. And HEB has a new store format in New Braunfels, Texas that is over 120,000 square feet and is the first to feature a home department, which I found quite fascinating given my background. According to Chain Storage, the new department store features two brands, Haven and Key and Texas Proud. The Haven line includes, quote, on-trend seasonal items from candles, mirrors, and toss pillows to kitchen textiles, rugs, throws, blankets, and accent furniture, end quote. And the Texas Proud brand celebrates, quote, Texas style, and features items made by Texas-based artisans and businesses ranging from wood and my favorite antler art to cowhide benches. And Chain Storage also says that HEB plans to open more home departments inside additional stores throughout the year. And I fought hard for this headline. Yeah. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, I you did. I at first I was just kind of like, ugh, I don't know. It's another store concept that you know, different different kind of merchandising set, that kind of thing, which didn't seem like too big of a deal to me until we started discussing it. And I'm sure you'll address your points, but I think for me, what this this says is that your biggest advantage right now as a, a retail outlet with a physical footprint is you you can make the seek and destroy mission that online retailers, even Amazon, still cannot replicate. If I right. need something, if I need that cowhide bench, Chris, for my <laughs> for the outdoor barbecue that I'm having in a half an hour and it's the only thing I can get to complete my outdoor barbecue, I can go get that. And and you still cannot do that, even in one hour or two hours. And, and the process to do that is difficult. So I think you still are serving the customer need of convenience and getting something exactly within the, the next 30 minutes of when I want it. I also think that this is interesting, the footprint size too, 122,000 square feet, like that's big. And that big. mirrors the sizes of the Targets, the Walmarts out there too. So yeah. I I think this is this is big um, and I'm glad that you fought for it because you should tell people what, you, what your you're thoughts are. You're coming around, huh? Yeah. You're coming around. Yeah. I, I think your point's dead on. Like I think the way I'd expand upon what you just said too is like, when you have large baskets across many categories, e-commerce mm-hmm. is still not that convenient, even at Amazon, because you have yep. to hunt and peck to find everything. Right. It's almost like just from a time perspective, more efficient to just go to the store, wander, pick everything up that you want. And then uh, uh, and then you don't have to wait for delivery. You already have it. Right. right. So, th- so that's I think that's fundamentally what's going on here. And so 
And I think the pandemic showed that in a way that we didn't know before, where mm-hmm. the one-stop shop has this power in terms of convenience and you're seeing regional players particularly gravitate towards this. So I think it's interesting that HEB is doing this. I mean, I call it calls to mind like what Meyer's been doing up in the in the in Michigan in that area for a long time. Right. Uh, High V has been getting into this game. We've talked about that a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. Even Dollar General on the on the on the dollar side, while they're not combining the formats, they are to some degree with the pop shelf concept, depending right. on how that goes. So you've got the off, you know, you've got the low end attacking this one-stop shop idea. You have the local grocers that are really powerful in their markets attacking the idea. So it makes me wonder, you know, are we just going to see more of this? I would hypothesize yes. I think we've yep. said that on the show before. And what does that mean again for the long-term outlook of the department stores? I think they're in a, a world of hurt when you start looking five to 10 years out, if this mm-hmm. continues to continues to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. I mean, this is, we've said for a long time, like Target, Walmart, they are the new department store. They've got everything that you need. They've got it at a price point that people want. And they're they're more accessible to people than, than the department stores are. Yeah, I think w- this will be fun to watch. My only thing that I, I'm curious about and actually what moved me away from picking this story, Chris, was the yeah. restaurant concept. Like I, oh. I used to be all in, you know this, from our work yeah, on Store of the Future did. of like restaurants in these spaces. Mm-hmm. But I think that if I'm making a prediction about this store, my guess is that that restaurant will move to pick up in like a matter of months once the space is open. So it'll move to pick up only. And they'll see the benefits of converting the selling floor to, you know, carrying more merchandise and serving that one-stop shop need and close the, the two-floor restaurant part of this. I think that's a really smart ad that you just put onto the story. I mean, it goes back to what we talked about with, was it Champs that did the the smoothie bar? Yes. Yep. Like the, 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 the demand just isn't there for the combination of restaurants in these spaces to a degree. Yeah. And, or we don't know how large of the extent that, that the demand is there. Now it could be depending on if the rest, and this store is really unique. It's like a double level and like has a massive restaurant experience. So that could actually potentially work differently, but I think I think it's a brilliant point, Anne. All right, let's keep talking about future store prototypes, Chris. Um, headline number three. Kind of Veri- our specialty, Anne. Yes, that's right. Verizon has already rolled out pickup lockers to 250 of its U.S. stores with plans to roll out the idea to more stores in the coming year. So according to Freight Waves, Chris, those are some tasty waves. Oh yeah, God. they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe this. Can you tell that Chris is writing the copy for this headline? I can't believe you got me to say that out loud. All right. Verizon, according to Freight Waves, according to Freight Waves, Verizon said it will be rolling out express parcel lockers at locations around the country where customers can make pickups quickly and at certain stores 24 hours a day. This effort coincides with the continued efforts around BOPUS and same-day delivery. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I not I about the sh- tasty waves. Yeah, not about the tasty waves. Yeah, no, I, I wish I could remember the here. entire quote that he says to Mr. Hand in, in Fast Times Original One Hat, but I can't right now. No, I think my thoughts are, are pretty simple on this one. I love this story. I think it's great to see. There's also an important element to this story, which, while it's not talked about right now, I would imagine Verizon is Verizon, excuse me, is thinking about it. And that's that 24-7 lockers can also be traffic drivers. You know, you don't just have to think about them within the scope of your own operations. Right. Um, like, you know, yeah, you can get, you can use them to have people pick up their packages, get access to their packages 24 seven a day, 24 hours a day. But 
they don't just have to be used for your packages. Like you can have anyone deliver to them if you think yeah. about this more broadly. And that brings people to your stores. And so what I extrapolate from this, going back to what we just said before about the one-stop shop is why haven't the local grocers, the Targets, the Walmarts of the world, the Myers of the world, the Hy-Vees of the world, why haven't they gone into this idea for that reason? It's right. probably because they're thinking that, that myopically in terms of their supply chain network of, hey, we don't need this. They already come to our stores for curbside. Right. So we're good, but they're missing the boat on, yes, but there's other things that people need to pick up and can utilize you for as that hub spot. That's really important to think about here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I would second all the reasons that you just said. I, I think lockers are one of the things that, you know, retailers could very easily be exploring and investing in that they are not yet that that could provide a lot of change to their business, getting more people in the door and ultimately serve their customers in a way that they have not even come close to fully realizing yet. But for the Verizon store, Chris, yeah. this makes sense to me in a different way. So I'm going to add on to what you were saying. Okay. I think that the benefit of doing this for Verizon is when you think about a reason that you're going to this store. And in many cases, for a lot of people, that's fixing something, that's right. trading in a phone, it's getting right. new phone or like chargers or gear. Right. And none of that needs to be done by an associate in those stores. And they are one of the worst places to have to go to and sit in line because you have Ethel trying to figure out how to make an outgoing call for 24 hours ahead of you in line. Like there's just, it's one of the places where I think that, that lockers could so speed up this process and make the customer experience even better because you know it frees up the associates in store to spend that time with Ethel that they need to so that they can hold on to her but then you and I, Chris, when we just need to get the screen, the cracked screen on our phone replaced, we could go scan a barcode, put our phones in there and go do whatever we need to for a couple hours and come back and just have somebody that's like running that, giving the associates time in store to really focus on those higher touch customers. And again, these places are trip drivers. People are yeah. going to come, the Verizon, the Apples, the T-Mobiles, they are trip drivers to malls, to strip malls, to wherever. So like putting lockers on top of this just makes complete sense. Yeah, it's why Walmart and Target have staffed, you know, mobile counters, you know, yeah. mobile mobile phone counters. But I, I got, before I move on to the next story, I have to, Ethel, is Ethel your, is Ethel your, 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 your name for, for the older generation? Is that the name we're going with today? I'm, I'm not even saying it's got to be the older generation. Oh, okay. There's Just Ethel's, somebody that needs help. There's is, Ethel's is that are millennials and Xennials and Gen Zers, okay. I'm sure. But right. so it's, some it's, people require, we'll uh, call them high touch. High touch terms. Ethel. I like, to, I like to go with mod. I feel like mod is the more appropriate one, but you, you can go with Ethel. That's okay. Whatever, whatever, right. you know, whatever works for you. Yeah. Right. You know, but Hey, let's keep rolling. But that is fa fascinating stuff. All right. Headline number four live right now on Target's website, Target is offering manicures in minutes by a robot in six stores and woo exclamation point myself. The offering is available at one store in Minneapolis, three in Texas and two in California and can be found at the URL likeclockwork.com slash target yes. for $8 and 10 minutes of your time. man, it appears a robot that of course utilizes AI and 3d technology. I have no idea how AI is involved in that, but it will give you a manicure right in the store. The URL also has a cool video, which if you have a second, you should check out. 
And Anne, here's my question for you. Since yes. I have not painted a nail on my body since my toenails around 1997 when this is were all the rage. Out. Feels like you should go first on this one. So what is your take? I am going to go first. Okay, look, I love this idea. I saw it was sent in to us by listener Brian G. And he oh. said, he sent this to me and he's like, hey, have you seen this? And I had not. So I went on the website last night. I tried to go and do this. I made an appointment, mm. drove. This is not in Minneapolis, mind you. This is at a store that is 25 to 35 minutes outside of Minneapolis in Chaska. So I tried to go out there last night. I made my appointment. I got to the store and they canceled my appointment. No right way. I got to the store. Yeah. So I was totally bummed out. Um, they were communicating with me live on, you know, via text. So we, we're getting it figured out. I'm going to go before my girl's trip next week to try it out again on Wednesday. So we'll post photos and video. Okay. So here's the deal. Love this idea. Target knows their audience, right? This is another mm -hmm. perfect example of that. This is basically like a dollar spot for teens and the and the female customer that's shopping in the beauty section, female or male. Like just you, right, you can go sure. in there. It's set up right next to the pharmacy. It's a tiny little box that's on a table and you literally stick your fingers in this thing and in 10 minutes you have a full-on manicure. So like yep. for me, it's like Okay, $10 for a 10-minute manicure, not a big deal at all. Like, that's that's a drop in the bucket for a lot of the people shopping yeah. in that space. And they can do it while their kids are in the toy section. Like, it's just, it's so brilliant. I think that this is, you know, another, the theme of this week's show is one-stop shop. And I'm really excited to see more retailers start to do things like this, start to do things like the locker to really incorporate this into their shops how this works and the logistics around it are still clearly in pilot phase. So I'll have to report back, but um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, for sure. And those types of things are, you know, part and parcel of trying to do new things. Like, totally. so, you know, I don't, I don't hold anyone up for that, but I love this. And I'm going to take some pride in this too, because now that Target's doing this, I can say, this is something I was looking hard at under store of the future. Like I thought this was a cool Omnichannel expression. I remember uh, I talked to the, for, another company that was doing yeah this. for yeah. technology, like a great way to use technology to augment the in-store experience from an omnichannel perspective. Like it's a job that has to be done. Which you talked about the one. I think your point about one-stop shopping, the theme of this show, unintentionally is great. It's a job that has to be done. People want to do it. Can you give it to them at a value? Can it be done quickly? This is this hits all those marks. And so I think why not experiment with this to see what the appetite. It is and and you get there's no points lost if it doesn't work but it exactly. could work right that's it, the key thing here exactly great use of space like it's not like it's interrupting they do have to have an attendant right now which the oh, yeah. target team told me last so. night but in the but in the videos and i think the future concepts of this are that no you just go in you put your hands under you you know you can scan a qr code and you're all good to go like that yeah. seems brilliant I think we're going to start to see this in like Zara. Like when we like go check out the Zara right. store in Madrid, like this is another great example of like, how do you just capture that extra quick $10 add on? And this is like a foolproof way to do it once you get it up and running. I, I just want to single out your dedication to this show too. Like I had no idea you were trying to do that yesterday and you've got a lot going on right now. So wow. Fair play to you, my friend. You are an amazing partner to try to just bring that well, knowledge to OmniTalk in terms of how it works. So I also wanted to get my nails did. So let's I not get my nails done. Yes. Yeah, All right. right. Okay. So we got a video of that too, actually. Yes, so we, we do. Think we yes. should talk about that. But anyway, yes. let's okay. move on. Last headline. So yeah. last headline, Victoria's Secret, Chris, the beauty line, 
thank God, is coming to Amazon. I know you've been worried about this. You wanted oh, I, your I Dream was, Angels I was, fragrance I was, spray. I was, I, was, I was waiting with bated breath, Anna, Yes. For sure. So according to CNBC, last Friday, Victoria's Secret launched about 120 of their beauty products across fragrances, lotions, body scrubs, and your favorite, body washes, mm. via a new storefront on Amazon. According to Greg Unis, the CEO of Victoria's Secret's beauty business, which has their own CEO for some odd reason, uh, we can talk about that on another show. He said that, quote, the intent will be to expand the offerings over time based on what customers are looking for, end quote. Uh, CNBC went on to add that they could eventually um, entail adding some of the company's bras, underwear, and loungewear, though the story also added that Victoria's Secret does not have any near-term plans to do so. Chris, I feel like this is a really odd one to go to you first on, but do you like the move of beauty from Victoria's Secret being put on Amazon, and will we see the expansion of more product lines on Amazon in the years to come? Yeah, great question. I mean, first, first, I do want to go on a rant about the CEO thing. Like, I looked up the the rough volume of this is like under a billion dollars, and this guy's CEO of this inside the company. I don't get that. Like, I read an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur and angel body spray. What's wrong with that? I just don't get it. Like, I I I ran a business that was far more far did far more volume than that. I wasn't calling myself the CEO of home furnishings for Target. You could have. You could have maybe. It's just so dumb. It's just so dumb and asinine. Like, just. I, anyway, and I know a lot of people will appreciate that rant, particularly. And Steve Dennis, maybe you like this one because I think this one's pretty justified. But anyway, getting back to the point of do I like this move? The way I would summarize that is I think it's a move of desperation in a lot of ways, but mm. I would also call it smart desperation. I'm dying to hear what you say. About smells this, like desperation. And smells like spirit. desperation. Yeah, desperation okay. brought to you by Victoria's Secret. All right. <laughs> but I wish more people would do this, quite honestly. And uh, to me, the commissions you'd pay to Amazon on the okay. sale when you do something like this at this point are no different than the rent that you're paying mall operators to operate a store. Hmm. It's Fair. it's no different to me. It's the same thing conceptually. Amazon is the online mall. It's where all the traffic goes. So it's about damn time that people just own up to it, take their medicine and start profiting from it as best they can. Yeah. There's no sense fighting it anymore. Why push water uphill? So do I think this is going to signal more to come from Victoria's Secret and others? Hell yes, I do. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Chris. I mean, especially when you put it in the context of like, this is um, this is what mall retailers are going to have to start doing. This is the online equivalent of the mall. Um, and until those mall owners start doing more to make the mall shoppable like Amazon, like we saw right. this week with the Depth Mind and Westland Mall in Florida, you know, kicking that off again, trying to figure out how do we bring them all online, and giving retailers like Victoria's Secret more opportunities to have omni-channel experiences, you know, this going to Amazon and doing wholesale on Amazon is something that these kinds of brands will have to consider. Plus, I think it's really good for the customer. Like you, one, are getting verified product that you know is coming from Victoria's Secret when you're buying on Amazon. You get free shipping. I mean, you're not getting free shipping on Victoria's Secret's own site. So if you're a Prime member, you're getting this. You can try this, which is really important with beauty brands. Like right. you can't you can't do anything yet to have smell-o-vision, right? So like <laughs> if I paid $6 for a $20 body spray and now I have it and I hate the scent, like that that's hard. It's bad customer experience. So I think this is great for, you know, adding that prime value onto yep. a category that includes trial. Um, not probably great for Victoria's Secret, but overall, like this is providing their, their customers a much better shopping experience. So I love it. 
Yeah, I have, a, I have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I struggle with like not wanting to do this more resolutely across the mall-based industry because you, like you said, you get the logistics network, you get the returns, yep. uh, availability that Amazon has put in the marketplace. Like, I just think it, it makes a ton of sense. And until the mall owners get together and figure out how to make their malls have a storefront or Macy starts leading that way, like I would be, I would be experimenting with this for sure to at least see what happens. You can always yeah. pull back if you don't like it. But yeah. my hunch is you're going to like it once you get down to it financially. Right. All right, Ann, let's do the lightning round. Okay, Chris. Nike and Artifact released their first virtual shoe line, Crypto Kicks, last week. And some pairs are netting six figures online already. Jeez. Uh, Chris, which pair of your current Nike Kicks would you like to see made into a Crypto Kick? Oh, and that one's so easy. It's my Patchwork Air Jordan 3. I think you just I, love saying Patchwork. But. I love saying Patchwork. And they're, those things are hot. You have to admit, those are pretty hot. They're, they are. They are. I agree. All right. I agree. All right. Colzan has boosted its membership rewards for cardholders from 5% to 7.5%. And my question for you is, what was the last thing you bought at Kohl's? And how much are you bumming that you didn't take advantage of that extra 2.5%? I'm not going to lie. This took me a while to figure out what the last thing I bought at Kohl's was. And it was a <laughs> bottle of water while I was waiting in line to return an Amazon product. And no, I'm not missing the extra 2.5% that I would yeah. have paid for that $1.59 bottle of water. The funny thing about this for me is given the markups at Kohl's that are like, you know, they discount everything 50% off of like right. this inflated rate price. How did it ever start at 5% like right. competitively? Like, and, and like the credit card processing fees alone that they're paying on top of this. It's just like, how, what, what is going on here? How I mean, does this just calibrate yourself with the red card at 5% with yeah. Kohl's high low discount strategy is just kind of asinine when you start to think about it. So not surprised they're doing this, but Hey, who doesn't love free money? All okay, right, uh, Chris, Madison Reed announced another $33 million of funding, including some money from Jay-Z himself to expand their store footprints. Chris, if H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo asked you to be in a demo video for the new stores, what color would you agree to dye your hair? You just did that. Oh, I'm not, I mean, hey. Who doesn't love that song? It's amazing. The, the new, hey. I, I, yeah, I don't even know what song that is, but um, oh my God. the new Top Gun movie is coming out and it's also garnering some serious reviews from the critics, by the way. So I got to go. To seriously my, good or bad? Seriously good. Yeah, oh, like, okay. like it's supposed to be really good, which is I'm guessing why they've delayed the launch of it for like two years. But I'm going to go to my boy Iceman, Mr. Val Kilmer himself. I'm going with the frosted tips and I'm not dying the whole hair. I'm just oh, dying no. the tips. Just dying the tips. Just dying the oh, tips. Oh, good God. All right. All right, Ed, let's close it up. Snapchat announced a new partnership with Cameo this week to help fuel the creator economy. If you could pick a B-lister from one 80s show to sing you happy birthday, who would it be? I, I don't know if this is B-lister, but I want to pick... 21 Jump Street, Johnny Depp. Okay, because he Ooh. was B-lister then. He's not. He wasn't A-lister now. But he's anyway, kind of B-lister again. He's going back down. <laughs> yes, not the current courtroom version of Johnny Depp. But if Johnny Depp from 21 Jump Street was like, "Hey, girl, happy birthday," oh, I would. Man. I would take that. I would take it in a second. Nice, nice. So good. I'm glad you did not say Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains. That would have really creeped me out. All right. Happy birthday today to Henry Cavill, Adele, and Michael Palin of Monty Python fame. And remember, if you can read, you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us 
and it's just for you. We try really hard to make it fit all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks as always for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. Because like I said, we are moving up the charts. And and of course, as always, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate their robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit Takeoff.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com.